When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine, need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Here's your hosts, Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. Patrick Danielfield and Aaron Habgood here this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors and a little bit of retail in the lead up to Christmas, Redmond. Well, how are you? Very good, actually. Mate, what a week of weather. Oh, unbelievable. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Next week doesn't look as good as what we've had. We caught up for... Lunch on Tuesday, hard, very obviously tough lives that you and I lead. Dropped you and, off uh, um, 40 nice whiting fillets, actually. You did, and your son caught half of them. He took the young fella no, out. He actually, no, he caught a lot of squid. We got, we got 20 squid. He was good, and he it wasn't as good with the whiting. Well, uh, for those that are listening out there, you're only allowed to take what you catch. So what I mean by that is... <laughs> the only reason Aaron took out <laughs> Finn, his son, it wasn't to be the father of the year. No. Is because, no, shush. <laughs> Because I spoke to you when you were in the car on the way, like boat attached on the way to the ramp. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I need to take George out. And your response was, yeah, it's great. Extra 20 whiting fillets. <laughs> well, no, that's the, no the, he was good on the squid. We got his 10, so I got 20. Yeah, but but he was still, useless on the whiting. But he was a body for the whiting. No, you can't do it. Really? So you actually, this was going to say is the tip. you got to, you actually <laughs> got to catch it yourself. And with me... A little can't be too dodgy because if someone's watching and dobs me in, so I only kept twenty whitings. I caught all those, and he wound a few in to help me. So I probably could have caught twenty six, maybe because he did do six. <laughs> I reckon himself. He gets a little bit impatient, but the squid—he was very good on the squid. He was very, very good. He just holds his. He was lifting stop. him up as well. He's nutbag. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a nutbag. He was very good on the squid. He was ten out of ten uh, on the squid, but. I try and stick by the rules as much as I can. Might have stretched a bit on the squid, but uh, I definitely didn't on the whiting. Kept my 20 and, well, you know, kept, kept your 20 and gave you a beautiful 40 fillets yeah, all yeah, D bone. You just got to take the little pin bones out. That's all you have to do. Beautiful. I've got all the main bones out for you. I was, um, I was actually looking through some old photos the other day of when I like really started to discover the passion for fishing, and I was about seven. And there's a photo of me at 1770 in Queensland taking – um, the little V-no, not V-nos, it was a duck punt, so it was a flat nose front, taking it out as a seven-year-old with a 1960... Seven-year-old. Yes, yes. How old's George? Six, this is where I'm going with it. You're onto it. Um, as a seven-year-old with a three-horsepower Johnson that was 1960-something, and I was seven, and I literally had taken it out in the channel. Mum and Dad couldn't see me, I was that far out. Your had- dad is a bit ruthless with outdoors. Yeah. I, I'm like he'd like, let you pick up tiger snakes. I'm like, geez, I'm not sure I'm um, I'm letting George do that. Like, I, I, and there I am with in a boat, like out in the middle of the, you know, in the channel. Like, what's the? 
Oh, you know, for those is, listening, have a bit of a dad. think. What's the yeah, and send it into our Real Adventures socials that Real Adventures show. What's the dumbest? <laughs> dumbest. Thing? I was going to yeah. go. I guess you can say dumbest, <laughs> most inclusive fatherly parenting thing you've done when it comes to fishing. Have, have you have you got anything that your old man let you do? And reversing you look- the car up. I used to do that a lot as a kid. How old? Oh, young. Really? Yeah, I was young. But dad, so it started off with on dad's knee. And I do yep. this with Finn already now. So Finn's on my knee and I say, yep. which, which side of the boat's in the mirror? So he sees it. And I go, which yep. way do you turn? He goes, right, left. Like, it's, I think he guesses That's the, the only time, way he knows he's right well, and left yeah, is from actually, reversing the he trailer. He actually does. You know, yep. We're right, left, and then... But, like, as soon as he's got coordination and can reach the pedal, so he's a few years away, but I'll happily, like, sit there with him and on his, in the front of the seat and sort of have my foot there with him. You Dad a, did it with me when I was a kid. You own a ram, mate. He's going he's gonna to have to be <laughs> 10 before he can reach the pedals. You can't reach them. Uh, we'll have to use Mrs. Car. She needs a new one by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, that was, but I don't think that's ruthless. That's, I just, that's why I probably I can back a trailer so good with so much confidence is probably because I got taught from a young age. And it's the only way you learn is by doing it. 100%. So I don't know. I don't think... We used to take the kayaks out all the time, the canoes yeah. and that when we were yeah. real young. But I don't think that's ruthless. You also that's pretty ruthless. <laughs> Seven taking a boat out yeah. by yourself. I don't know. I, well, anyway, what? your dad. He, oh, your dad seriously. He has loves a, it. He has a go with outdoors. Yeah. Anything like pick up that tiger snake it won't hurt you. No, that's I, your dad. Actually, took um, and we've got a great chat. You had a, a great chat with um, with Andrew Stevens from Melbourne Marine Centre earlier in the week, yep. and um, I dropped my. Mate. Four meter, three point nine meter, uh, three point nine nine. When you asked me to talk about it, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's already on your boat. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so I was talking to Andrew about it, the cos and prawns of which is comes up Hang in on, a minute the, or two. The, the cos and prawns. Yeah, but well, the two stroke. You just spent, con- you just spent money. <laughs> so, got- so I have so that the the new thirty has replaced the old thirty Yamaha. Yep, good motor. Terrific motor, need, need, need an upgrade. John Boy's shoulder is not great for the um, pull starting. But the reason I link it back to John Boy being very adventurous when it comes to you know going out is Andrew's like, you don't take this out in the ocean, do you? It's a flat bottom V-nose punt. And Dad's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's less, have a bilge. Less than three foot. It's got a bilge. But there's no, there's not much freeboard. I know, I've seen it. <laughs> but a great flight. Like, it's a, you know... I reckon boats are a lot more capable of doing a bit more. Just this is probably not good messaging for radio. Until, until waves <laughs> than, come. <laughs> then what they're advertised for. Can yeah, you take a like, Vino's punt? It's not like Vino's punt or his swell heading off beach at Moggs Creek Beach launching. Yes, you can. You can do it. I know you can do it because your dad does it. But I don't think your dad has brain sometimes when it comes to doing things. Hence letting you drive a boat when you were seven out by yourself. Hey. Seven years old. <laughs> hey, a uh, bit, um, bit of movement. In the four by four space during the week, where are we well, going over the last couple of weeks? Well, we've seen the release of the Cybertruck Cyber Beast, Elon Musk, owner of X, formerly Twitter, and of course SpaceX, and as we know it, Tesla. So their new Cybertruck has been released to the general public, the general consumer, and there was a viral video that went online because they were talking about zero to 100 in 2.6 seconds and there's an amazing video of this tesla cybertruck racing a porsche 911 and beating this porsche 911 but how they captured the video i was going to say over 12 kilometers because i ran out of power no (laughs) no. how they captured the video 
he's over whatever the length was. Um, but it was actually towing a Porsche 911 as well. So not only was it faster, it was towing a Porsche 911 and it was still faster. Um, the specs on it look quite incredible, to be frank, when you talk about payload, range, Tesla's claiming it can do 400 kilometres. Um, we'll wait and see in, in real-world driving scenarios. Just under five tonne in terms of what its towing ability is. Now, is this... Jeez. Is this of any relevance for us? Are we ever going to see it in the Australian market? I don't. I don't know. I think we, what we are going to see, I've got confidence in it, with no foresight whatsoever. I think we're going to see the the Ford Lightning, which is like the F one fifty equivalent. When you match the specs of the Cybertruck, they appear to be specifically yep. better. But are we ever going to see it? There's a few question marks around build quality, which is not something that we haven't heard with Tesla before, but interesting to see. Um, a few other little things I want to run past you, Redmond. Isuzu Australia celebrating their 50th anniversary, uh, 15th, 15th anniversary. Bloody good, tru- <laughs> Bloody good truck for Australia. It's been incredibly popular. Turn the key, starts, don't die. Yep, absolutely. Like, brilliant engine, obviously. Um, Craigo's got one. That's all God, Craig. Likes yep. it? He loves his car. Yep. Very good to him. The other one, so... Ineos Grenadier, which... We've been talking about for nine years. We've been speaking about this for a long time, this car. Now, if you don't know what it is, picture a Land Rover Defender, um, Ineos, um, Jim Radcliffe, billionaire from um, England, basically <laughs> loved the Defender body, so built a car around it. Their price before on roads has gone up 15 grand for next year. So if you're buying the the social and, and as they too. mate as they should if you're buying one of these in Australia for a startup 4x4 it's well over 120. Who's buying that for 120 grand? Mm. You're getting a Land Cruiser because mm. it's not far off the price but you know of the the yep. reliability. You're getting a Ranger in Everest. I'm not buying a 79 series. I'll buy you're that over You're getting an Isuzu. <laughs> I'm buying that over it. Like a, <laughs> over <laughs> seven. No, I'm in love with a 79. Nah, Four-cylinder 79 series. I'm, I've been watching all these reviews. Very, very good. Yeah, no worries. Go sit in it. Apart from the, <laughs> apart from the wind-up windows. Hey, <laughs> uh, talk to me about School Tuna yeah. in Victoria and... A few sightings. Are we... Are so, we, is if anyone lit, is wants to go, off? I've done my share for everyone. I've gone and looked for three days and haven't found a thing. So, I'm broke. So, I've got no money for You're fuel. $600 down. So, if anyone wants to go do some Ks and actually help me out a bit, that would be terrific because I've been doing the work for you, I tell you. So, <laughs> Jesus, I've done some Ks. <laughs> I haven't found any yet. No, okay. But I know one gentleman that did catch some off bald heads right. uh, on a one patch come up. Yep. And he got them. Is it, it just luck? More, not, I reckon it's going to turn any day. Okay. I reckon they're going to rock up on this next moon, which is only a week away. Yep. So be ready. So okay. what I want to go through just for the next couple of minutes is what you sort of need for these school tuna that are going to turn up anywhere you're fishing for tuna around the country, but obviously where I'm talking at the moment, but it will work right around the whole country. So how you're going to increase your chances? Yes. So are, are you packing something every time you go off? Sorry to interrupt. Every time you go offshore, because you obviously chase the gummies, like there's so much more than just what's, yep. you know, people talk about snapper, it's, that's the only thing you're going to fish for. But like you go offshore for gummies at the moment, you, you're nailing them every time you go. But what's the chances of you hit a tuna patch? Like 
What's in your boat just in case? So I always go with the plan of targeting a species, and we've spoken about it a lot. That's so why I, I ask. try and target yeah. one species. But if I'm doing the gummies, I'll commit to the gummies first, and then do the tuna after. But you got there. But you got to drive to the gummies. So are you yeah, like even if I see it's him, like oh hang on? It depends what I'm doing though. If it's work or if it's social and what tides are doing. If I want gummies and need to do gummies, I'll ignore the tuna. Yeah, and a lot of people will struggle with that. But I've got a purpose. Where if you're driving out and you're going to the, the gummies, so have stuff guide. ready. Yep. So Salt Guide, your business, yep. which is an online tutorial business, saltguide.com.au for more for more info. But basically, you're giving real time updates yeah. on, on when it's fishing well. So like, we predict the week of how we're going to approach it with all the tides and how we're going to start looking for fish and where we start looking. Do you have yeah. members asking for you, can you target this? Like, when's this happening? Like, is yep. that part of it? Yeah. It's all in the video section, though. So we've covered all that. So that's... that's if you yeah, go, but are they messaging you saying, Aaron, oh, like, get, what's the go? When, when, when are they emails, coming? Yeah, get hundreds of emails and messages a week regarding that stuff. And I'm getting them at the moment because the news has got out there's a few tuna around. Yeah. So if you're heading out for them, have everything ready. So yep. if they're on flip birds and they're flicking the surface and the teaser bar's not working, have a little bungee ready or have a soft plastic 7-inch. So is it an atomic bungee? What's the... Uh, Bass Day bungee. Yep. Uh, so they're a 100 mil, uh, 100 mil little Lure. stick bait. Yeah, little, not cheap. No, about 30 bucks. They're not cheap, but they upgrade the trebles on them to a single. We always talk about that. They, they, well, those trebles don't hold on those bigger fish at all. They just, you get yeah. one fish and then once you pull it out, they're bent. Yeah. Uh, it's just, a, it's not made, I guess, for these fish. But when these fish are concentrated on these smaller baits, you just upgrade the hooks. It takes two seconds. And it's one of those lures that just constantly hits home. Like, we'll oh, start recommending, so we'll start recommending a different lure the moment one is as, as good. reliable. <laughs> Seriously. It's been, it's, everyone uses it because it's good. It's small yeah. profile. And the thing is, it's heavy too. So you can cast it Your a distance. mile. You yeah. just cast it a mile. So if that's cool, you can stay off it, start away from it, get a little bit of wind. You cast in miles, you're not spooking the fish. Yeah. Another thing that I guarantee you need is uh, teaser bars. Yep. You catch so many fish on teaser bars. Colours uh, of the teaser bar. So explain nah. to us what a teaser bar actually is because yep. this is an important point. So basically it's, if you, to, to I, I guess, explain it and put a picture in front of you is – it's in the middle. There's like a little plastic bird type uh, scenario that f- splashes sideways, and yep. it's got like a it's got like a I think of a deep diving lure, yep. and it's got that bib on it, but either side of that bird's head, and it put, you have it facing the opposite way to a deep diver, so it pushes against the water. You want to keep it up and it above keeps the this water. diver. Yep. Yeah, keeps it up. If you turn it the other way, it actually pulls it under the water. It's no good. And then coming off, have a tried bar, it that way, and you're right, it is no good. Try winding it in at ten kilometers an hour; it's hard. Uh, but I'll give that to Dad. You got the <laughs> give it to you Dad. prick. You got this bar, the bar, a stainless bar that runs across. Yes. And then you have you can have three to five legs. I just run three leg teaser bars. Can be a little squid. Yeah, can a little be squid, cellophane little almost. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Three legs, and in the middle of it, there's a swivel attached. It's slightly longer. The middle one's slightly longer, and there's a little swivel attached. And you actually clip your lure to it, and you fish with it. So the fish come up to look at that. And they go, oh crap! What's out of the back? There's a little white skirt there, a little four-inch reef thief skirt. Bang! Yeah, little little nails it. Little bait that's fallen out the back. Yep. I'll eat that. That one's. And they just catch so much more fish when they're being pricks. Yeah. When they're easy to catch, everyone's catching them. But yep. when the teaser bars do catch a lot of fish, so I'd run those. Even a single daisy chain. So one of those, just a single, just a single squid um, teaser. Just yep. a, probably. And you can literally squid. like whether it's BCF, Anaconda, your local tackle store. If you say teaser bar. Or Daisy Chain, they will know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, Melbourne Marine Centre's got a great range of it. Yeah. We talked to Andrew shortly about his range of tackle tackle upstairs of his shop, and he's got a great range up there too. So if you're in that Dandenong area, make sure you call into there. But 
basically, uh, teaser bars, you want small skirted lures, you want uh, deep diver if you want to run them. I get frustrated with them because you can't move a bit quicker with them and they do jump out and blah, blah, blah. I do run them here and there, but I do get frustrated. Uh, you want a big popper. The West Coast poppers were terrific for me last year. I caught a lot of fish on West Coast poppers. They were really, really good. And they were big Like popper. fully oversized. Which One, is stupid. 160. Which is funny because it's not matching the hatch. No, but what it what, creates. Whatsoever. Reaction bite. Yeah. So you've got this big bang, bang through this school. And if they're being pricks, one just goes bang, it's on. Yep. It's just a reaction bite. It has to be because you can't get them any other way. And then yeah. all of a sudden, this popper goes through and you keep getting the fish on it every handful of casts. So it was so good last year. We trawled through them, just bungees, plastics, couldn't get them. And we changed these big, those big poppers. And it was literally like nearly a fish a cast for multiple Mushka. weeks on end. So yeah. it was really good. So what I'd go out with, just to, before we wrap the segment up, is I'd go out with four, three or four trawling rods. And if you can, have two casting rods. And on those casting rods, I'd have a plastic on one and a bungee on the other. And then all you have to do is just cut the leader and tie something else on, whether it's a popper or if you want to put another bungee on or another plastic. But that's pretty much the starting point that I'd have heading out for a tuna. And that's all I've been going out with during the week when I was looking, doing the Ks for no smiles. <laughs> I did some Ks, Patrick. I've done some fuel. But anyway, it's what you got to do is my job. And please go out there and help me. <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> Stick around. We've got a massive show of real adventures coming your way. Andrew Stephen joins us a little later in the show to talk through your boat as we head into summer the do's and don'ts and what's important when it comes to maintenance. So the next time you head to the ramp, Aaron, and that may be in the Christmas holidays, you want to make sure everything starts and everything is running the way that it should be. Uh, the other thing we're, do, we're going to do on the other side of the break is just discuss, Aaron just spoke about the rods. We're going to discuss quickly before the whip round the rods that are important when it comes to having in the boat so it gives you the best chance of hooking up to these tuna that drives everyone nuts once they get up and rolling. You're listening to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Now, Redmond... On Real Adventures. That was not a bad new name. Well, I was getting excited because we were speaking off the top of the show. You are excited for these tuna. Yeah, absolutely. The tuna are close to... You're looking for people, more sets of eyes on the water. But the, the rods and reels that you have in the boat ready to go... Um, to target these school fish, obviously yep. different to the rods and reels that you're using when the big barrels come through. But what's the what's the stores? What what's the the main guy that you've got in the boat that's just there? So when they come up, it gives you the best chance. So there's a few different rods that you can use. Price range is obviously the biggest thing. Now uh, I'm running Ospreys, yep, twenty to forty pound, and they're my trawling rods. So, so the, how how long are they? So I run. I'm I'm a little bit fortunate enough to have a range of rods. So I with the teaser bars. Yeah, this is what you do. So yep. That makes sense. What with are you the, What are I, you using? with the teaser bars? I run seven foot rods because yep. they're taller. Yep. And then with the non teaser bar run rods, I so run them six foot. Like so they're the, a foot shorter. That sits in like the back corner or something. Yeah. So they sit in the corners and one up the rod hold. And the reason for that is is because. I just want nothing to tangle, and you give an extra bit of height from the rod up in the rod holders or in the bait board. Oh, the rocket launcher. Yeah, up in the rocket launchers, I'll run one. That's usually yeah. the first teaser bar. Then when I'll have one out of the bait board, then 
two out of the back corners or out of the rear arms, yeah, out of the two. And I run two seven inch, uh, two of the long ones on the teaser bars to keep them up and away, and two smaller ones. Or if I'm running a teaser bar in a different position, I might swap that rod over. So I'm getting a little bit funny there, but they're about that three fifty to four hundred dollar mark. Yep. Uh, you can run anything to that twenty to forty pound range. The Atomic Arrows got a really good trolling, like they're just your offshore rods, but they're twenty to forty pound. They're affordable. Maybe 200 bucks, if that. Yeah. I don't think they'd be 200 bucks. Great old rounder, aren't they? Yeah, and you can use them for all your gummies and even yeah. snapper too. So they're an affordable rod. But that that's they're great rods to use for your trolling. And now into the casting, uh, Samurai Elevates, you can go... It depends what you want to use. You can go up to that 20 to 40 pound range to cast, which is no worries, but you can back it off to that 15 to 25 pound range, which is your snapper rods. And I've caught most probably my tuner on that sort of range of rods. And the Samurai, I gave you some of these the other day. These Elevates, they're a beautiful cast. I think I gave you a lighter one and a heavier one. You did, yep. 20 to 40 and then it's 15 to 25. So you'll put a 5,000 Stratic on that lighter one and you'll yep. put an 8,000 roughly or even up to a 10,000 on that 20 to 40 pound. Uh, braid, roughly that 50 pound and on that on the heavier reel and then on that lighter reel, 20 or 30 pound. So if you're running 50 Braid, yep. what are you running? At least 80 on the mono, on the um Yeah, so I'm pretty much... No, so... No, uh, on my trolling rods, I'm running all 100. Gotcha. All 100. Yep. But then on the casting, I'm only running 40. So you, hang on. So you've got, oh no, but you've got a lower. On those, yep, that 8,000. Your braid's 20 pound, did you say? 30 pound, yeah. 30 pound. 30 yeah. pound on the casting. Because you're always going above for your well, mono. Well, on the, yeah, you can even match it. Like the braid's so thin, so your mono's always going to be thicker anyway. Yep. So you're fine with it. But yeah. with the casting, the problem is the thicker you go with casting with braid, the less distance and the better you're going to yeah. get. So, Do you find that with, depending on the braid that you're using, like if it's too, this might sound funny, but the, the really waxy braid, yep. it just doesn't run through the eyes as well. You just don't get the casting distance. Uh, I haven't noticed that. It's probably the size well, of it, is it? it? No, you know what? It's probably me being El Cheapo <laughs> and you using the slightly better quality braid. You run Finns braid. Finns braid's a very good braid. No, the Finns is fine. I Actually, run the Dangan braid. That's really good quality stuff. I use, I use. I use something from, you know the problem is, I use da- one of Dad's reels. Yeah. And honestly... He's got stuff from that Kmart, which is 20 pound, thick as 150 pound. I, I think it was from it was from eBay or China or somewhere. <laughs> Wherever it was made, it was terrible. And honestly, it was like a cheese grater coming come out. out of you the could eyes. feel it, genuinely feel it. Like it, it doesn't just, come off the real good. It doesn't, no, because no, it sticks to itself. Like I know it's expensive, but it is worth spending good money on, on good, good fish. It is, yeah, hundred percent. Whiting and stuff you can get away with a little bit, but on these tuna, they pull hard. And if you're yeah. running, like you don't want, if you've got a teaser bar out and a lure, and then a swivel, you, if you lose that because of a break, oh. What's your teaser bar? Probably 100 to 250 bucks these days, yep. range there. And then you've got a lure at the back, which is probably 40 bucks, plus your time rigging. You're looking at $300, and then plus your braid that you lose as well on a fish. So you're yep. looking at two to $300 each time, which is not, it's bloody expensive to lose for a fish. But <laughs> we're going to talk more about tuna over the next few weeks as we start as catching it them. So to pump up, yeah. let's get into the whip around. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of pulling power on fish that are biting, it is time for the whip around for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. And we kick things off, Redmond. Yeah, Rainbow Escape Charter, Central Queensland. Smash a Red Emperor. And these Red Emperor, like we're talking massive fish. The cobia there. Absolutely everything they've smashed there, and we're just looking at a sneaky photo there. So they've done very, very well. That's Rainbow Escape Fishing Charters. And then moving uh, off Gladstone, out on the Fitzroy Reef, uh, basically fish one after the other, and they were 
good coral trout, red emperor as well. The fish there. that you couldn't catch whilst I didn't you catch, spent didn't time in the West. 46,000 casts and didn't manage to uh, land a single cast. Speaking of the West, we're heading over to Western Australia now. And, and jazz charters. Snapper and the odd kingfish. He's been absolutely smacking the uh, snapper and kingfish, which is sensational to see as he does, but uh, that's out of Frio. I know you're a biased Victorian angler, but when it comes to snapper fishing, like the, we continue to see incredible reports out of the West. No, there's better. They're, they're, they're smashing up. They get all yeah. year round. Yeah. Like I've jazz charters. How long, many, how long have we been reporting his consistent snapper captures? Yeah. And, got, and they're not November. small fish. Like every no, single week. There's some from a kilo right up to 10, 8, 9, 10. Like so Victoria's seasonal. South Australia completely botched and mismanaged. We're hoping... This well, Victor, I saw Victor's allowed to catch fish now. There was fish caught there during the week and they were allowed a certain amount of pair of people because the, the, the band lifted there in certain parts of South yeah. Australia now. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Victor. They had some beautiful snapper caught through there. Good fish too, like five kilo stuff. Well, this was the epicentre. It was. Sorry, I interrupted you continuing no. through the West. Now, I'm going to refer to keep saying check out these and I'm sorry that you can't see the photos while you're driving your car potentially listen to us talk rubbish, but... Mandura, the size of those Mulloway there, Patrick, absolute crackers off the beach. It's uh, fishing very, very good. Yakas off the beach, mullet, Andra, they're nice big, work. big fish. So that is fishing very good. And heading over to Ned McHenry, he thinks he's the mayor of South Australia now, doesn't he, the way he's going? He's very, very happy with himself at the moment, Ned. And when it comes to uh, radio, or when it comes to footy, rival teams, you know, Crows, Adla- uh, Crows Geelong, we are a rival fishing show to... Um, <laughs> to Ned's little puddle. We're, we're uh... <laughs> <laughs> five double. That's my old stomp, stomping ground, five double eight. Is it? Did you, yeah. did you have a couple of, couple of every, appearances every, on that? No, no, every Saturday. Still, oh, uh, Saturday. Every, midweek, I was always on uh, five double eight and heading head into the footy. We love didn't the competition have, with Nettie. Didn't have the knackers like Nettie does to go, you yeah, know what, I want to run myself a fishing show. <laughs> He's, ta- he's, poor, he's pushed old, poor old Stephen Rowe to the side. He's done very well. Um, you, you, you spoke about the salmon. Well, whilst trawling um, during the week, Little Boston in Port Lincoln, 67 centimetres, 2.7 kilos. That's about as that's as big as they come. They don't get much bigger than that. Good salmon. Oh, boy. Yeah, very good. And lots of big them, fish. Lots of them as well, which is really good to see. But speaking of big fish, Ooh, this glance your eyes over this little thing here. So a giant kingfish. Caught from the rocks at Point Bonithan. Is that how you would pronounce it? It's, oh, let's go with that. Sounds oh, good. If you've got a problem with the way that... Aaron pronounces most things, which most people do. Get over it's it. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> it's a bit of feedback that comes <laughs> that way. Best 30-minute fight ever. This is a monster kingfish. It would, well over the 20-kilo mark, potentially 30-kilo. <laughs> that is It's as big ginormous. as that. Yeah, that's massive. And they're one of the, from, for mine, pound for pound, they're the hardest pulling fish in the sea. Now, off uh, Queenscliff out of uh, Tasmania, Check out the old... Uh, Across the Apple Isle. Check out the old Salmon. They continue to fire. Off the off rocks. The rocks which we like hearing off the rocks. Like, it's nice to have that decent balance between. Obviously, it's great if you can afford a boat and you can get offshore or you can fish through lakes and rivers. Through. Well, they're two reports. 30 kilo kingfish off the rocks. I haven't seen one off the boat caught in South Australia in the last yep, few days. With you there. And then you've got the great salmon fishing, which every single person loves casting down there. I think Bommel was getting a few salmon down in Tassie during the week as well. He was. But if you do have a boat... Um, Tombs Lake fishing well this weekend and brown trout tipping the scales at over four and a half pound. It was a really nice looking fish. And the other one was the, getting kids into fishing. We love when the kids get well, into fishing. Well, this is in the old boys. New South Wales now, Patrick. We're moving up the coast because that was the one that I left. I usually do that first, but I accidentally did it the wrong way around today. So I apologise. You know, I held it off. 
There you go, Trevally. It's a beautiful Trevally being caught. So Marimbula, um, all off Marimbula. Yep. Trevally being caught at the entrance there. Uh, it's been sensational fishing through there. What about the, you know, you've spoken often about the, the water currents as they push down. The Mate, the current fish. is as bad as it gets. Don't yeah. even want to talk about it. Yep. I'm sorry, it's just hit a soft spot. Yeah, <laughs> It's looking so like it's last no year. Yep. Shocking. The Trapman yep. can't even keep his pots down. Yeah, like right. the boys are going under the fads. Oh, it's been to Snoop Dogg. Like it's literally, yep. <laughs> it's literally on its side. But uh, fishing up a little bit higher though, in off Botany Bay, Flathead, Brim, Trevally, all caught all through Botany Bay, and sensational fishing through there. Just fishing in the tinnies out of there, casting plastics, using a bit of bait, ten pound line, just sensational fishing all through there. So. Uh, I think we've got we have to talk probably about our neck of the woods, don't we? A bit of Victorian stuff. Yeah, yeah. so let's let's kick things off from the south first. Um, we've spoken a lot about tuna and the slow builder. If you want to catch a tuna right now, the most consistent place to capture them. Got nothing for you. Portland? Uh, no, nah, got nothing for you. Oh, I haven't heard of a report of consistent tuna for probably, this is probably the only month well, you but haven't I haven't had heard, it. but I did hear a rumour of Polo Bay, there was some fish out there, and I heard there was some big schools there, which is moving our way. I haven't heard of anything at Portland. Bottom fishing's 10 out of 10, yep. but Port Ferry, haven't seen the reports of... Scotty Gray's usually into those Tudor yes. and Kings now. Haven't seen any reports, so whether he's keeping it under the down I was though, about to say, now you can... like. Well, these tuna at Portland, right, and Port Ferry aren't the ones that are out wider in during the winter months. They're riding close off North Shore and the island. But they're so not being caught. Accessible. Or they are. And, they could and, be. And the locals are keeping I quiet. I haven't heard a single thing. So That's not like locals down in well, neck of the woods to keep things quiet. No, well, we say it's a 12-month fishery, and I still believe it is now, the way it is. We might get the odd month where it's a bit harder, and you've got to do what I've done and burnt 600 bucks of fuel in a couple of days. But they would somewhere you'd be able to find them. But if you were to ask me somewhere to go, I don't have that exact report for you right now. Yeah, it's gotcha. just a little bit hard to, not hard, it's just I haven't found any, haven't heard of any, but if you put a bit of timing into a place like Apollo Bay or Portland or Port Ferry, even at home, even western entrance down to the west of Port Phillip, uh, western port, sorry, it's a very good chance you'll come across these fish. It's catching. I caught up with a mate during the week um, who's got a farm down near Parambi. Oh, he yeah. said there was a, there's been a bit of an algae outbreak. There's been three cars that have been lost once launching. Three what have been lost? Three cars that have been sort of, they've tried to either reverse. Oh, so they slid on the ramp. Yes, oh, and Jesus. they've lost them into the water. Now, whether that affects the fishing or not, sometimes it definitely can when there's algae outbreaks. And we've seen nothing official. There was some good trout caught in Parambi, I did see. Well, there's been, nice. yeah, there's been nothing official in terms of how it's affected the fishery. But for those that people are launching at Parambi, just be um, mindful mindful when launching. Well, not just there. I nearly went ass up at St. Leonard's the other day. Did you really? Uh, sorry, Queenscliff. I was with Finn and had to launch by myself in that low tide. Yeah. Yeah, I nearly, I had the old, usually I wear me Crocs. It wouldn't happen in me Crocs. I left them in my <laughs> cane suitcase after Exmouth and I still haven't picked them back up. The fisherman? Um, yeah, oh, the, the, the part-time fisherman. builder. Yeah, fine. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think just that low tide, the algae gets on the, all these ramps and especially if you're, I don't mean to be a prick, but if you're a bit older, be very, very careful. But uh, the fishing off Western Port, just quickly before you wrap up this say, segment, I just, want to go, a bit. I just want to go into Western Port quickly. We are rambling. Gwaine has smashed whiting on both sides of Western Port. Snapper, very good. He posted Gummies, some incredible photos of, 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 so did you, mind you, but some really nice snapper yep, during the week. He did. He's done very, very well on the whiting and snapper out there and flooded offshore. Then coming into Port Phillip, I smashed the snapper during the week. They were as good as it gets. Middle of the day stuff too, like... 
That was just sensational. Are you, you, are you still targeting the tides around that though? You say middle of the no, day, no, but no, you're no, targeting. No, I actually wasn't. Um, tide was. I got over, Tide was at two o'clock the day I went, and I got over there at three. I missed so it, it completely. Was it just luck? I do or like you? the hour after. Um, no, nah, just this time of the year, you're in peak snapper fishing, yeah. so it's at its best. So yeah, it's okay. the time of the year where you don't have to be as fussy. Yeah, about it. Yep. earlier and later you can be, but I'd still try and do things right. But yeah, I just caught a few fish there, which was uh, a few fish during the tide, which is always good to see. And of course, the white and calamari, which we got as well. Beautiful work. That is the whip around for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating, and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's now time for All Aboard for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And on the phone is our handy-dandy marine shop owner from Melbourne Marine Centre, Andrew, the one-stop boating shop. You can get all your tackle, all your boating pieces. You can even get your boat serviced or buy a boat. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Aaron. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you this morning. You up for it? Well, let's go. See how we go. All right, now... Well, I haven't got Pat. I've snuck the studio today to do a guest with yourself while he's out, just quickly. And I've been told he's buying a new Merc. Is that the truth? Yeah, have been told correct, mate. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's already been fitted to his boat. That's, uh, that's how quick that's happened. Oh, right. John Boy even got it down there. Jeez. Because he didn't drive yeah. it down there. There was no chance he drove it. No, mate. It's a bit far for Pat to drive. But uh, <laughs> yeah, John Boy dropped it off on Saturday and the boys fitted it up yesterday. So it's up and running. Okay, well, there you go. It's moved a bit faster than I thought, but the questions are coming back to that Merc 30 horsepower. Now, I, I know you, your job is to sell boats. You, you, that's your job, but you're very honest and you, you don't talk a lot of crap and you just work with the customers and whatnot. And that's a really good thing with you guys at Melbourne Marine. But I need to know, there's people out there with small boats, uh, that are like small tinnies that Pat's that you've just fitted out with this 30 horsepower, People are often just happy with their two-stroke, and Pat was like that with his yammy. I actually sort of talked him into it, and then he, for his dad not having the pull start. So there's a few things that Pat and I have discussed in previous shows regarding a few positives, but I want you to get into the uh, scientific terms of basically what's the advantages that he's going to have of having that 30 Merc being brand new to what he had on the boat, which I think was a two-stroke yammy, which in itself, Saltwater Series, they are a bloody good engine. They've run for years, as we all know, and uh, they're a terrific engine. But what's he going to benefit from upgrading to something like this now? Yeah, well, that's right. And the, the 30 that he had on there was the three-cylinder model, which, you know, for years has been a fantastic product back in the day. But obviously, as things evolve, technology gets better, and four-strokes has certainly leapfrogged uh, the two-stroke technology. So the, I guess the major benefits that most people would see, <clears throat> excuse me, going in from a two-stroke to a four-stroke, obviously you've got the fuel saving, uh, which is a no-brainer. Uh, you've also got no fumes. You don't have to worry about mixing your petrol, so uh, no more ratio of trying to work that out. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, no smoke. Easy to start as well because the, the engine that um, Pat in particular has purchased is the 30 horsepower with electric start power tilt. So, you know, you just push the button 
and away it goes. No more trying to yank on that pull cord to get it to kick over and run. No choke, no swearing at it at the boat ramp and <laughs> things like that. Well, that was a big one for his dad. I know that because as his dad gets a little bit older, poor old John Boy's not got the pull strength like old Patrick at the moment. So that was a big one for Pat as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's important for a lot of people, um, you know, having that ease of use when you when you get down to the water and you can just you know drop it in and go. Um, but having the ability to adjust the engine, you know, tilting the engine up and down whilst underway. But you know, I know they beach launch that thing down there as well at Mogs. So you know, being able to get the de- the motor down quickly and easily is going to be great for John Boy too. Now, going to the scientific side of it, uh, horsepower, revs, top speed—is it going to get more? What's it going to do compared to sort of an older two-stroke model? Well, look, hard to say in terms of top speed and stuff like that. We haven't stuck it onto the water just yet to run it, so that'll that'll be later in the week. Um, but you know, I think horsepower for horsepower these days, they all seem to rate them now at the um, at the prop shaft and. You know, four-stroke technology, it's fuel-injected, so you, you would think it's going to perform a lot better out of the hole. It's going to be instant, you know, power as you turn that throttle because these 30s run that new batteryless fuel-injected inje- fuel system. So, you know, very responsive on throttle. And, you know, the, the argument that a lot of people have on the smaller boats is the weight of the four-stroke compared to, obviously, the weight difference in the two-stroke. And there's only, you know, several kilos difference in weight now between these two strokes and, and four strokes. So I think that argument has probably been laid to bed a little bit. Not that they used a lot of fuel, but how much fuel would you say it would save, say, out of 100 litres? Would it be a big difference or would it just be a little bit of a difference? Well, look, if you take the average across the bulk of a two-stroke, you know, four-stroke comparison... Most people are saving anywhere between 35 and 50% on fuel. It oh, just right. depends on, yep. yeah, it depends on the boat. It depends on how it's being used uh, and those sorts of, you know, factors. Because if you're revving the ring out of anything, it's going to suck fuel through. But, you know, if you're just, you know, cruising around at a reasonable RPM, you'll see that greater fuel saving. Now, I haven't been, I'm just trying to think, I don't think I've been on a boat with a 30 Merc, to be honest with you. I'm tipping you can barely even hear that it's on. And that'll be a massive difference to that two-stroke running out of the back. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. They're, they're certainly very smooth and very quiet. Um, Moto, they're a beautiful little thing. So we, we've run uh, Bomber's engine actually a couple of times now. He's got a, you know, he had a 30. He's just upgraded to a 40 recently because he needed some more power on his boat with all the fishing gear he carries. Yep. But um, his little 30 went really well on that 4.2 Horizon that he had. So it was a nice, nice little engine. Now, we'll get away from engines and we'll get into a little bit of fishing talk. Uh, we did a charter the other day, and I have to say, you did catch the first whiting, so we'll give you that. And you're in you're in a shocking spot of the boat, too, and you did very well there. But uh, Melbourne Marine, like I said at the start, is your one-stop boating shop. You've got, and a lot of people, we're trying to get this, I guess, out there, but it, it's a bit quiet at the moment, as in the numbers not going through the doors, as in it, it, this shop, the numbers should be like busier than any BCF in the world. The deals you've got there, this is a new shop at Melbourne Marine Centre upstairs. It is starting to get bigger and better. There, But the product that you have there is just 10 out of 10. You have everything there upstairs. For those that aren't familiar with this, I've been up there and done some videos there. This is a new shop. It is sensational. It is seriously that good. And just to name off some of the brands, and I know you're not a fishing guru, but you do know what's upstairs. Name some of the brands that you do have upstairs for the punters out there that do want to go into a clean new shop and be able to find everything that they like. 
Yeah, look, it, I can, mate, I can rattle the main ones off. There's no, no issues there. But obviously, you've know, got the likes of Shimano. Uh, we've got Penn. We've got Rapala, um, Akuma, Z-Man Soft Plastics, all the major stuff. So all the big chain stores, that the product that they sell and that they have, we've got it here as well. And we also have some independent niche product as well that you won't see in those big chain stores because they just don't don't worry too much about it. But um, look, the foot traffic side of things is, is always improving. There's no no doubt about that. 100%. Um, I think, yeah, like what you say, Aaron, you know, when you've got something new, you're trying to promote it in, in the you know most amount of areas as possible to make people aware. But it's good when people come in and they say, oh, I've not been here before. Yep. I didn't know you had all this. So, you know, getting that feedback from customers as they come through the door and obviously they're impressed when they walk in, which is which is a great feeling for us. That's exactly uh, what, I, what I was saying. Like you, you get the people through the door and then the amount of people that I speak to that I say, oh, I'll get my boat at Melbourne Marine and they go, and, for instance, to get their boat there and they're like, we walked upstairs. You should have seen the tackles upstairs. Well, we didn't even know that was there. Like it, it is, like the range that's up there is is fantastic. You've got multiple bait freezers. You've got caters for everyone there. But then of course you've also got the trailer. Uh, you've got trailer accessories. You've got boating accessories. You've got safety gear. You've got everything you need. So when I do say one shop boating stop, it sure is that. And just quickly before we let you go, the range of boats that you have them for sale at the moment. Um, so we've got Stacer Aluminium Boats, North Bank Fiberglass Boats, uh, obviously we're a Mercury outboard dealer, but we also have a range of ski boats from Skicraft and XFI. Yeah, well, don't know what that means, but they sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that interests you. <laughs> go, go check out the North Banks there. I know a little bit about those. So go check them out at Melbourne Marine. Like I said before, please, if you are in the Downingong area, even passing by, heading towards that Karen boat ramp, wherever you're going, it is well worth you not grabbing servo bait, heading to Andrew and getting your hooks and whatnot there. Get the traffic going there because I promise you, it is a very, very neat, clean shop and everything is there. Thanks very much, Andrew, for joining us on Real Adventures this morning, mate. And I'm sure I'm going to see you soon, hopefully not with any estuary perch in your hand because I know you've been doing that and a real fish. <laughs> Good on you, Aaron. Thanks, mate. Chat soon. Cheers. That was all aboard for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. Red's review for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. It's now time for Red's review for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. And off the back of our discussion around these tuna starting to, to hit the waterways and giving yourself the best chance, one of the things that you mentioned Earlier in the show was when you were talking about the setup of your rods, um, the size, style. You mentioned rigger arms. I think they're the most overpriced <laughs> item in fishing, and everything's overpriced in fishing. But and, I think, and you're about to recommend here. them. Look at this. You need yeah. so we've got a hook and fishing here, two hundred and forty-five dollars. Relax, multi-mount fishing, two hundred and seventy-nine dollars. I'm hoping that's for two, not one. Well, I remember I bought them last year. I reckon year. that's one. Yeah, I bought them last year, and I reckon I was. Not, I don't think I was any change out of four hundred. Uh, so you know what you're going to do. This is. You, you, I reckon it is one, Patrick. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to hit back here, and I'm going to go back to this one here. All right, see this. This is what I have. Okay. Yes. Okay. A bowline outrigger, fifty dollars a PCF. Yep. Does exactly the same thing. The angles don't change. I'm not changing my angle on the rigger arm. It stays yeah, the same. It's there. And that's the two that I have on the boat. I'm not even joking. I have. I don't know. It's not that exact one, but it's. It looks exactly the same. So what you're going to do? You're going to go to Google. Be, you're going to type try in and find rigger a cheap, arm. I don't think you need 
to pay $600 for two little arms out at the side of the boat, but you need them to catch fish. I was about to say, but you need them in your boat. I think you can find a cheaper one of a less quality. When I say less quality, it's still stainless. It's just not going to have them, I guess, the adjustables, but I don't see why you... I don't, and I don't essentially understand why you, you wouldn't adjust it, is what I'm trying to say, for me. Well, I've never adjusted mine. I got them because I'm like, oh, adjusting, that's, that's cool. Yeah, they... I you don't it. actually use it. I think I've got one adjusting at home, so I've lost one, but it's in the shed. I don't even use it. I think I use these cheap. I'm pretty sure I got them one from Kmart when I was a kid, and it's yep. the same one I've got, and I think I paid $30 for it. And then I bought one Inflation, from, mate. It's I bought one from Andrew when I got the boat serviced. No, it was only $45, I think, for just a single one. Yeah, okay. So that's but, a lot. But fixed. Seems to catch and, me fish. And they are a... Essentially, these are a mini outrigger. Yeah, they How are. They set so up. I don't think you need to have outriggers out. You can use outriggers for school tuna if you want to. Put your lures in clear water, etc. You can more than welcome to. But I don't. I don't do it. I don't think you need to. And you can run these outrigger arm, out, these rigger arms. And what it does is it allows you to spread your lures out into a bit of cleaner water, and also allows you to put a few more lures in because it gives you enough, uh, I guess, enough space so you're not having all the rods out of direct rod holders sitting straight up vertically at the same angles. So you can run them in shorter, you can run them in wider. It allows you to run four or five. Use them on the barrels too, Pat. I use them all the time. So they're a terrific item to have if you are going to be chasing these school bluefin or barrel bluefin tuna anywhere. And you know what else they're good for? Just putting your rod in as an extra rod holder for snapper and whatnot. 100%. I keep to keep stuff out of the way. We use it all the time. So our picks for the uh, rigger arms, bow line outriggers, BCF at the moment, they're fifty nine dollars. I don't know what they're like, but it looks similar to my one, and I have not. They, I've had these for years. Wellsy's tackle have got them at one hundred and twenty seven. If you want to go the upper end, then you've obviously got the adjustable relax multi fishing rigger arms that are two seventy nine. But it is one of those things you can have a bit of a hunt around with. Once again, the fixed rigger arms, Wellsy's tackle have got them for ninety bucks. Yeah. So if you want, I definitely well, didn't pay ninety for mine. Definitely didn't. It was, and I only the other ones I've had for ages. The one I got from Andrew only probably this time last year. I reckon it was forty five or fifty bucks max. So save yourself a dollar. Rigger arms, the important addition to any boat if you are chasing tuna this summer. And that is our reg review for Club Marine boating is just better with Club Marine boat insurance. That was Red's review for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Redmond, it's time for your tip. So during the week, now we've had discussions regarding selling your boat, right? Yes. We've had multiple discussions regarding selling your boat. Uh, because let's be honest, the only reason you'd sell it is because you don't use it. And well, you're, the you're fact getting that my 650 hardtop is now coming. And it takes me an hour and 20 minutes to get to the Queenscliff boat ramp. Yeah. And you've got your stabby that you fish out of home. And if you want to use a bigger boat, mine's there for you to use, of course. And obviously, you come with me most of the time anyway. And if you want to go somewhere, by all means. And Harry did mention to me, Harry, who is the new owner of North Bank, that they were looking at a five-metre centre console. He's maybe 
is I could be in trouble for saying this. Maybe putting together so I might try and twist his arm. Center console. Center Connie. Well, I've got a tip for you. Oh, boy. You're going to get pretty good money for yours. I reckon you could get... I'm going to go over the 300 mark, I reckon. What? I reckon you'll get for yours, about 300. No way. 280 to 310, I reckon. Well, you know why. This, this second-hand boat market, the weight for things is ridiculous. Well, okay. Well, no, I reckon why? you get 300. What have you got? Oh, I've got a tip for you. Let's waste more of your money. Oh, you set this to me during the week. I, I know what you're about so to say. My tip is we're getting rid of the North Bank, <laughs> and I love your North Bank, <laughs> but I've got one, and we can use it together. And I've found you, I've found you a 32 Lures 2005 model. Now, this thing is a big uh, this might have big to be cruiser. A, this might have to be a new segment, like the the Real Adventures finds of the week, because this is a 30... We can change Reg's tip a little bit. This is a 32-foot game fishing boat with yep. a tuna tower. So 370 horsepower, Cummings, 830 hours. Good motor. And Aircon. 800... Like, that's not many hours. Like, it's fine. Aircon, all new floorings, hot water system, precious game poles, new clears with shade sail and storm covers, underwater lights... Gum Electronics, 230K. Yeah, it was, good. it was a good day. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. What's the tip? There's a North Bank 750 <laughs> yeah. for sale right now. If you give a good deal, we're buying a lot lures for you because that can sit in the harbour. We can go down there and drink our wine with our cheese, I reckon, Patrick, down there. I really, oh, that's a, that's a yeah. beautiful boat, though, if someone's in the market for a game boat. So my tip was for you, but if for anyone else there. Hey, my gaff this week, this, this is a good gaff. And, I, and this is, you know, it pains to say, but I'm going to have to gaff Mercury. And I love Mercury. I love my Merc. I've got, got a few of them now. I'm on the <laughs> North Bank. Got the new 30 horsepower. But I've only, I don't know how I didn't discover this, but the 75 horsepower Merc is actually the same motor, same size mm-hmm. as the 90. And the 115. So, so maybe you, it's you, not a... Where's this going? What do you want Well, maybe do? it's not a gaff for Mercury. Maybe it's a gaff for Stabycraft because I want a 115 on my Staby 1550. Because if it's exactly the same motor, and isn't it rated off weight? If it's exactly no, the same it's weight... it's rated off horsepower. Yeah, but it's the same weight. <laughs> but the horsepower, because the transom might only be able to hold that certain amount of horsepower. I don't know. I just made that up, but it sounds right. I want... I want... You can get... A your- 115 Mercury on my Staby 1550. Patrick, Patrick gets... Can it's you, exactly are you the same call? motor. Are you making a phone call? I'm gaffing Mercury, gaffing Stabycraft. <laughs> and if you want an ungaff, you're going to make it happen. <laughs> Has anyone out? I'd love to know. Well, no. On glass boats, the thing, you can do this stuff. Because when they, naval architects, right? They, yes. What they do is they come in, they build it. They, they obviously set everything up, the boat safety, blah, blah, blah. Now, what happens is yes. they can safety, adjust. Safety, blah, blah, blah. They That's can how adjust, you treat safety. Blah, can, blah, blah. You can adjust these transoms and they can put more fiberglass in and they can get them rated to more horsepower. I think you so can you do can this with probably plate. probably 500 horsepower. Can you do it with plate? That was my next question. But Stabie's nearly a production-built boat. It's not a fiberglass boat where you can, I guess, where some they fiberglass production. Can you they? Could, well, you could boost the... Well, put more stainless into it. No, think about the... Sta- it's, mate, it's aluminium. Start. Oh, sorry, you put more aluminium. Oh, stainless, you can, you, stainless you, rod holders to hold it on. <laughs> can, sorry, aluminium. I you, meant to you say. You could up the mill that the transoms constructed in. Surely, can you? I don't know. We want 115 horse. Anyone from Staby or anyone out there that's had their boat re-rated, we'd actually love to know because I want to do it. Well, I need to apologise too while we're here, is because I was meant to have the hook line and sinker boys on, but they were busy this morning. So yeah. we're going to get them on either next week. They said they're definitely coming on. So there's an apology there. The member. There's an apology. The, the there. member was busy. <laughs> he was busy. 
they'll probably catch and fish knowing them. But they were busy, so I do apologise as a guest. We had Andrew today, but yes. they're coming in the next week or two. And Pat's got a few phone calls to make because he wants his engine. So, yes, 115. Real Ventures. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Thanks for your company. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, all for Razorback 4x4. Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. This has been Real Adventures.